This is an ABC podcast. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? My name's Ruby. Hi, Ruby. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to News Time, a show where every week we take a look at five news stories from around the world. Today, we're going to howl at the moon with some high-tech wolves. We're going to take a stroll through the Aria Hall of Fame. Then we'll use our noses to travel back in time. We're going to find out about giraffe GPS and we'll hear about some extra crunchy concrete. Ready to go? Yes, I'm ready. Yeah, let's do the story time. Brilliant. OK, take it away. Story number five. In the country Japan, some townspeople in a city called Takikawa are getting creative with a new type of scarecrow. A scarecrow is is a man on farms or in gardens made out of hay and old clothes and um, they scare away crows. Yes. It's meant to look a bit like a person, so that birds stay away instead of gobbling down the seeds that farmers have planted. Do you think scarecrows would scare other animals as well? Yes, maybe small animals like rabbits. Hmm, how about bears? Bears aren't scared of people. And that's why these Takikawa farmers are putting up a new kind of scarecrow. Robot wolves. What? The bears think it's a real wolf, so they went away and the wolf is actually a robot. Takikawa has had a bit of a bear problem in the past few years. More and more bears have been wandering into the city looking for food. They've been coming into town because of something called deforestation. People are taking down trees and stuff. And some animals can't climb or be safe from animals who eat other animals. That's terrible for the environment and all the woodland animals in there because they have to run away. Yes, cutting down too many trees means that animals like these bears can't find shelter or a place to live or food to eat. And at this time of year, these bears are getting ready to hibernate. Hibernation is when all the animals go into their trees or burrows um, to sleep through the winter so that they don't have to eat because in the winter there's less food. But with less food in the forest, these bears have rumbly tummies and they're coming into town to look for food. That's where the robot wolves come in. Maybe they're programmed to when they see a bear, they have to go chase it away. These are more like wolf statues. They're covered in fur, and when they spot a bear, they move from side to side and start howling. So far, the robot wolves are working well. Since they began standing guard, the bears have been keeping their distance. Okay, where are we headed next? Story number four. Concrete is tough stuff. And it's super useful too. Concrete is better of sand and water. We can make floors of a house and um, roads. Concrete is is great. If you put like wood on there, it'll 
definitely brick. If you put concrete there, it's perfect. Yep, concrete is used to make footpaths and roads, houses, pipes and bridges, and lots of other things that people use every day. It's a mixture of rocks, water, air, and sand. Now scientists have come up with a new ingredient to make concrete extra sticky and strong. To make it extra sticky, maybe a stick. <laughs> Good one. This new concrete ingredient is carrots. What? Yep, but it's not quite as simple as just grating these veggies into the cement mixer. Scientists have to take really small parts of the carrot. So small, in fact, that you can only see them with a microscope. Mixing in these carrot cells makes the concrete stronger and less likely to crack. Whoa, that's very strong. Making cement makes a lot of pollution. With this new carrot mix, you only need half the amount of concrete. And that's great news for our environment. What kinds of things would you make with this brand new carroty concrete? Carrot concrete casserole. Mmm, sounds uh, crunchy. OK, on to our next news story. Story number three. There was a big night for Australian music recently. It was the annual ARIA Awards. It's awards for music. The ARIA Awards celebrate the best Australian musicians and songwriters every year. And one of the biggest awards is something called the Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame, my guess it's, is it's a big hall with them, with them portraits of, of bands and everything, or songwriters, um, to sh and they're famous. If someone is inducted into the Hall of Fame, it means their music is really special and important to Australia. This year, that award went to Gundichmara and Bunjalung man Archie Roach. Whoa, that's awesome. That's great. Good for him. Archie Roach has been making music for more than 30 years. He sings and plays guitar, and he's written songs about the history and treatment of Indigenous Australians. He has spent his life using music to tell people about important issues and to inspire people to create change. When Archie won the Hall of Fame prize, he said, no matter where you've come from, you can achieve great things if you set your mind and heart to it. Congratulations, Mr Archie Roach. Thumbs up. Thumbs up indeed. Now, looks like it's time for... Story number two. Do you like visiting museums and art galleries? I do. I love being able to see all the amazing things from the past. I saw art, I saw some sculptures... Dinosaurs and a pelican. And there was pictures and statues and everything. When we learn about history, we find out how people used to live. We see pictures of old buildings and people who lived a long time ago. We know the world used to look very different. Do you think it also smelled different? A group of scientists has started a project tracking down lots of smelly clues, recreating the smells of Europe from hundreds of years ago. Like what people wrote down in journals or recipes for cooking and looking at artworks to see which flowers and fruits were popular. 
and how many horses were doing poos in the street. The roads look wider and maybe a bit dirtier. Um, it's a guy riding a donkey and it's a goat and the houses are dust white and black and the road is bumpy. There's houses and there's people and there's a carriage. These smells will be recreated in a lab and then shared around the world. Maybe one day, when you visit a museum to learn about European history, you won't just see what it looked like, you'll be able to smell it too. And guess what? We're up to our last story. Wait, is it story number one? Oh, yeah, it's the last story. Story number one. Giraffes. They're very unusual-looking creatures, aren't they? With their long necks and big knobbly knees. Is the world's tallest animal. Giraffes have spotty legs. And they have a long neck. Giraffes live in parts of the continent Africa, from Chad in the north to South Africa in the south, Niger in the west and Somalia to the east. A giraffe in Kenya was in the news this week, and he is extra unusual. He's wide. I never ever saw a white giraffe. It's just really beautiful. Yes, instead of those famous orange spots, this giraffe is white all over. Conservationists, they're the people that work to protect nature, think he might be the only one of his kind left in the world. And so they want to keep him really safe. If there's a long fence, it's all right. It's to hide this net down so, so it can be protected. That would be one tall fence. They've actually worked out a different plan. Giraffe GPS. A GPS is a special technology that uses satellites up in space to figure out where you are. Sometimes grown-ups use a GPS system to drive so they don't get lost. Turn left so that then if the special giraffe goes into trouble, they would know exactly where it is and they could get to it super fast. You have reached your destination. With the help of this special GPS, this rare giraffe can keep roaming free. And that, my friends, is the end of our news countdown. Thank you all so much for your help. You know I couldn't do it without you. Bye, Ruby. Bye, Ruby. See you next time. Take it easy.